Hi, CityCast listeners. On Thursdays, the CityCast crew and I talk about the stuff that makes Houston Houston. And today, we are talking about this city and dogs. I am joined by lead producer Dina Kespa and producer Farrell Gibbs. It is Thursday, July 28, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Dina and Farrell, I am sick of the heat, and I am especially sick of it because I have to take my dog out for walks and just because he's bored to death in the house. So what are y'all doing? Farrell, you've got a dog. I know you've got a dog, and your dog, like my dog, is also named Louie. Isn't that strange? Who names their uh-huh. dog Louie in the first place? It's like y'all planned it. <laughs> Yours did come after yeah. mine, Lisa, so if anybody's copying anybody. <laughs> yeah, but I only found out that Farrell's dog is named Louie early at CityCast because we had a calendar confusion problem, <laughs> and <laughs> Farrell's dog appointment started showing up on my calendar, you know, saying what? things like flea meds for Louie. So. <laughs> I don't think you can overdose oh, on flea meds. <laughs> oh, my God. Especially not right now. Yeah. I, I think they're worse than usual. But anyway, like... Uh, I know that your wife, Farrell, is studying to be a vet at Texas A&M. And so I was going to ask you about heat because, like, my Louie is panting and he looks droopy. And, you know, is there stuff you should do for your dog in the heat? I swear I give him lots of water. That That is apparently very important. Even when you go to the pool or at the beach, you know, there's water everywhere, mm-hmm. but maybe not drinkable water. I asked her for a bunch of tips from her school, Mm -hmm. and she collected a whole bunch from a bunch of different articles and teachers. And, (laughs) and you know, I'll I'll Uh consolidate them. But first of all, when you take them out, you know, you should probably go early in the morning because concrete and asphalt can burn their paws. And the test is, or this is what her her vet back in, her vet that got her started Mm -hmm. in school back in Mississippi said, if it doesn't feel good on your bare foot, then it's not going to feel good on theirs either. Yeah. And also, Makes it's sense. too hot for me after about 8.30 in the morning lately. Right. How often do you have to take your dog out? I, don't, I think this is a dumb question because I don't have a dog. And I <laughs> you are a dog not a dog a person, Dina. <laughs> and I realized how much work they take and I just kind of gave it to my neighbor who really wanted it. <laughs> so I'm just curious, how often do y'all have to take your dog? How about you, Lisa? Uh, we go for walks twice a day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, or my husband takes him on some of them. But yeah, he's... When it's cool outside, he would like to walk five miles a day. Thank you very much. Seven would be better. But really, it's to poop. (laughs) Oh, okay. That makes sense. To poop, to be entertained, (laughs) to be out in the world, sniffing things, peeing on things, checking Mm -hmm. in with all the other dogs in the neighborhood. So it's not like, hey, go to the backyard, poo, and then come back. It's like you have to go for a walk. You can. But Louis, my Louis needs a lot of exercise. He's he's a shepherd mix. He's a rowdy dude. Uh, okay, okay. So restless. Farrell, is that the same for you? Well, just time-wise between my wife and I, we can only really take him on a walk once a day. And then he, he goes out, uh, you know, for his business later in the day. But he's a really good dog. He's so mm, militaristic in his discipline. <laughs> That he wouldn't even bother you for it until he was just about to bust. So we, we have to watch that sort of thing. But uh, mm. and and taking him on a walk 
this dog was trained on a tennis ball. He's a lab. My my dog is a bomb a vapor wake dom, bomb detection lab from Auburn University. And so they trained him to do all of his tricks with a tennis ball. So I don't even have to walk him. All I have to do is hold a tennis ball up in the air and I am <laughs> followed around with complete devotion. <laughs> wow. And and would would literally chase that ball in this heat until he completely died, which has probably almost happened before. So, oh, so he's a water dog, right? A, you throw that tennis ball in the water, and he's in. He heaven. loves to swim more than anything else, which is great because there's a lot of a, a lot of really great places to swim around here. Uh huh. So, like, where around Houston do you take him? Where I take him nowadays is is I take him to throw by a lake by an H E B, and it's his favorite mm-hmm. place to go. Um, there is a park that I went to a few years ago when I came to, I stayed in Katy to do an interview for another podcast uh-huh. I was doing and took him to a place called Millie Bush Dog Park. Oh, named after like the first President Bush's dog. Yeah. Millie. Uh-huh. And it's <laughs> on Westheimer Parkway. And I took him there uh-huh. and I was from out of town. And so I didn't, I walked up to the gate and I had no idea, but the dogs had to be licensed and vaccinated with a tag on their collar. And oh. I didn't have that with me because that was all back in, in Mobile. But uh-huh. playing on the outside of that fence, on the outside looking <laughs> in, was better than any place. Oh, you couldn't get into the VIP That's area. sad. And it was still a nice place. Imagine this black lab <laughs> looking through a, a fence uh-huh. at about... 14 black labs wrestling in a water pool over a tennis ball. I mean, wow. it was just, must have been torture. It was a great park, Aww. though. Wow. Yeah. Where do you go? My Louise favorite dog park is the one uh, on Buffalo Bayou Park's trail. It's that Johnny Steele dog park. I think it's probably the most popular in Houston. It's like two acres it's got a big dog area it's got a little dog area it's got lakes to swim in you know giant mud pits and it's usually got loads of other dogs to run around and chase and bark at wow you know it doesn't have enough shade for this time of year but otherwise i love 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 it louis love love (laughs) loves it i have to admit when i see people out with their dogs in the heat I'm just like, that could never be me. Like, I'm just like, not even, can't pay me to do that. And like, you were talking about how your dogs definitely feel the heat too. So I'm just like curious, how can a person take their dog out, especially now with like our summers and how hot it is without not just you catching the heat stroke and being tortured, but also your dog. If I'm going to a place with a lake, it's going to be me that passes out because <laughs> I'm not getting in that muddy dog water. Yeah. You know, you can bet that my dog is and he's going to, you know, come out filthy. So there'd better be a hose there to wash him <laughs> off. But, and, you know, I guess maybe I could douse myself with the hose. But, you know, really, I've got to go super early or, you know, late. And one of the problems is a lot of the dog parks, you know, like the Johnny Steele one, it's got hours. It's open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Hmm. You know, you can't pop by like at nine o'clock at night when the temperature has really dropped. Wow. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I'm not sure an all-night dog park would be a great idea. Maybe it would. <laughs> I'm looking at the Johnny Steele dog park. And though it is muddy water, that is a awesome-looking dog park. Oh, it's great. It's a really great one. It's big and it comes, you know, on a, it's on a trail where you can walk your dog too. Mm. So you get to walk on either end of it. You know, you can walk down to the part of the trail where there's food and, you know, get something from a food truck. You can take him up to that dandelion fountain on Allen Parkway from there. And, you know, he can frolic around in that water, which is probably cleaner. It looks like uh, there's banks there. Do people s swim their dogs in that thing? No, you really are not supposed to okay. do that. Hmm. Uh, or maybe you could. I've never seen a dog. That's do good because a big old booger would come out of that water and eat that dog up. Probably whatever's. Oh I, I saw an alligator there once, so <gasps> I'm not letting him in. So, oh my god! Yeah, it was a small alligator. That's still <laughs> Louis could take one him. alligator too many right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Farrell, how do yeah. you keep your dog cool? Like when you're taking them taking him out for a walk well this summer because i am podcasting with you guys and my wife is off for summer and vet school she has been taking him and actually she's walking him right now as we're recording this it got a little late today i, I don't think anything past eight in the morning is tolerable maybe eight thirty. it what would you say on that lisa i mean you got to be early to to take i've got to be back in the house by eight thirty, or i'm passing yeah. out in fact you know, I have to eat breakfast first or else my electrolytes are not good enough yeah. to take my dog on a walk. Yeah. And see, I don't know what so, Lisa's doing late yeah. in the day because it just never cools down. It just gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and it's just so mm -hmm. hot. The, I mean, the morning seems to be the only real window to do it. I'm not saying yeah. that it can't be done or that it's bad to be done. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Yeah, so like one big upside to this horrible summer heat and the way that the ground has been moving is that pipes all over town are busting. And so mm. my Louie has like sort of got this mental map of the busted pipes in my neighborhood. <laughs> and so we'll walk over to those. And it's like a little suburban freshwater river that he can roll around in. Farrell, you started talking about this. And I'm curious for people who don't really know the signs of their dogs overheating. What are they? The one I've seen when I've thrown tennis ball and I, I learned a couple of years ago, don't do this. But when I would throw tennis ball with Louie when it was pretty hot, if I, if he went on too many of those sprints, he would come inside panting heavily, of course, but he would run into walls. Like he would walk into walls. And Whoa. I don't know, I don't know what that was, if it was like almost a stroke or whatever, but th we had a couple of scares like that. So I don't even, th I haven't thrown ball with him, which is his favorite thing in about two months. Cause it's, it's even too hot to sprint like that even early in the morning. Wow. But from what I got from Fish, my wife, if the dog is showing signs of heat exhaustion, um, you're not supposed to use ice baths or even very cold water. You're supposed to use oh. cool, wet towels and then provide them clean water to, to, uh, water to drink. And then hopefully those, those symptoms subside. And if they don't, you, you go see a vet. But I have seen that. It's really scary. Yeah. Okay. So I just looked up signs of heat exhaustion in dogs, and it looks a lot like heat exhaustion in a person. Wow. You know, um, well, okay, not panting. 
not drooling people don't do that when they're having a heat stroke. (laughs) But their heart rate gets really rapid. They're not really responsive, like that thing you were talking about, Farrell, about walking into a wall. They might lie down and refuse to get up. They might vomit, Um, you know, dry nose. Their mouth might get really wet, red. So basically, if your dog looks weird, you should take it super seriously. Mm So yeah. what are like the t- top like do's and don'ts? If I was to ever cave and get a dog again, although I doubt it, but in this heat, what should you be doing and what should you definitely not be doing? Don't overdo it is the big one. I mean, sort of like what Frank Billingsley, the meteorologist, was telling us on a show, what, I guess last week, you know, just admit that this summer's heat is too much, mm-hmm. you know, same as for people. Yeah, I I learned one thing from all this as well. The the because it didn't apply where I came from, though it was hot. We have a lot of shade, and here this sun can be so brutal that you just be aware of the extremely hot water, the residual water that's in a garden hose. Um, mm. it, that can cause second and third degree burns on a dog. This is one wow. thing I learned. From fish. Right. So you don't want to, like, give him a drink with that hot water. You don't want to hose him down with it. Oh, wow. Right. I didn't know that. And then another thing that she told me is that shaving a dog's coat isn't necessarily beneficial to all breeds. Because in some breeds, the fur is essential to the dog's ability to thermoregulate. That is my dog, Louie. He has, because he's a shepherd mix, he has that funny undercoat where, like, the inner hairs are shorter than the outer hairs. Yeah, it says Labrador's... Australian shepherds and huskies should not be shaved unless directed to do so by a vet. Uh, by a vet. Wow. So I have been going to indoor places with my dog. Um, I Earlier this summer, we were working with a trainer because my Louis just really needed some shaping up. <laughs> <laughs> and... Once we had the basics down really well at home, we started going out in public. And I found out how many public places you can take your dog. Hmm. So like a really basic one is Lowe's and Home Depot, these big hardware stores. Right. Okay. So, you know, the trainer would take me and my husband and our dogs um, to a Lowe's or a Home Depot, and we would practice doing sit, stay around lots of people. Hmm. Wow. You know, you're supposed to have them on a leash. You better have them under control. You don't want to take a badly behaved dog there. But, mm-hmm. you know, ever since then, if I'm running some household errand at one of those places, I go. And I've been thinking about just taking him there for a walk or an outing. Wow. Yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, another place we went, and that I may go back to, is Cabela's. Um, you know, the big sporting goods store. The one that's down in around 288 at the Sam Houston Tollway is like a cross between a sporting goods store and Disney World. You know, it's got giant displays of like stuffed deer and taxidermy ducks. And in the back, there are live fish, you know, so that's great for the dog to stare at as Mm. well as for me to stare at. (laughs) Baybrook Mall has a lot of dog-friendly places, I found out, um, down sort of around Friendswood. Um, they've got, you know, 
a Dick's Sporting Goods. You can take your dog into like a Duluth Trading Company and they actually have little dog biscuits to give him. But then the main thing they've got is this sort of central green. So you can like go buy a drink or, you know, a snack or something, but you know, while you've got your dog on a leash playing in this little yard with lots of people and stuff around. So that sounds cool. We've liked that. So there's a lot of options <laughs> for indoor stuff. Yeah. I've been taking him to lots of outdoor restaurants with patios, uh, but it's so hard right now without shade. Herbe, uh, which I love um, out in sort of the uptown Galleria area. That Hugo Ortega restaurant has good shade. And, you know, Louis liked lying next to my husband and me and hoping that he was going to get a bite of that food. <laughs> so my last question in mind is like, does this mean that Houston is a dog friendly city, like indoor and outdoor options? Uh, I think most places actually have the same kind of indoor places. I think what we really need is a giant indoor park, both for children mm. and for dogs, a place like to go and adults, maybe places mm. to go play in the summer. You know, to be rowdy, to run a mile or two. Hmm. Toys, water parks. We need more. Mm -hmm. Indoor water parks oh, for dogs. Indoor, outdoor. Oh, Herman Park is building a water park for dogs. I'm is it going to be a water that. park? It's going to have a little water park. Well, I mean, I don't, they're not going to have like a log flume ride or anything <laughs> like that. But um, they'll have the kind of fountains, I think, that come up out of the ground that, you know, you see for kids. I mean, for my dog... You just put out a lawn sprinkler and he considers that a water park. So <laughs> That's got to be coming soon, which this is an amazing comment on their website. Mm -hmm. It broke ground February of uh, 2022, and it is expected to open in 2022. So we're on the back end of 2022, I think. So hopefully soon. Oh, I hope so. great houston would be better with that we need more yeah all right y'all this was great i have more ideas now y'all taught me a lot <laughs> all right y'all thank you that was dina kesba and Farrell gibbs all right Farrell, what else is going on around houston today thank you lisa a cool story out of the wall street journal a houstonian named don hartzell is trying to get a blimp race off the ground don is the founder of world air league who has dreams of seeing the world sky race happen. A blimp race all the way around the world. The way he describes it, it would be the, quote, largest man-made event seen by live spectators in the history of the human race. He envisions it as 16 race legs in 17 summit cities, if it happens. The big problem, according to Brian Hall of Mountain View, California's Airship Ventures, Airship, that's the correct term for a blimp, according to purists. He says it costs about 400000 to 600000 a month to operate a blimp, and that is not to mention the large ground crews it would take in participating cities. Hartzell has raised $10 million so far. He's looking for more sponsors. The entrepreneur also has several backers, too, including Ross Perot Jr., who plans to donate usage of Alliance Airport in Fort Worth, as well as lead singer of Iron Maiden, of all people, Bruce Dickinson. He has a commercial pilot's license. Also, Eric Lindbergh of the famed Charles Lindbergh lineage, he's his grandson, is on the race's advisory council. Of this race's potential to actually be realized, Lindbergh said, quote, there is romance, there is potential. Uh -huh.
That is it for our show today. If you have a great photo of your dog having a good time somewhere around Houston, please put it on Instagram and tag us. We are CityCast Houston. We will be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. Are you going to get a dog, Dina? No. (laughs) (laughs) You convinced me not to.